Hey everybody and welcome back to a brand new episode of Mainstream Boys. Yeah, with a Z. Get your popcorn ready, crack open an ice cold cherry coke, and sit back and relax as Jonathan and Spencer break down the new release films of the week. This week we watched the long-awaited Snyder Cut of The Justice League, starring Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, and Gal Gadot. How was your weekend? You don't get to say that. That's I beat not you to it. No, po- I beat you to it, and that's not. You know what? You gotta have to answer that. <sighs> All right, fine. Uh, my weekend was pretty good, Spencer. I, it's much like every other weekend where I go and take photos of dogs. Um, however, my new task is to take photos of them wearing clothes. Oh. So that's what I've been dealing with. And I'm not going to lie, the photos are very adorable, but it's very time consuming. So I would just feel so bad for the dog <laughs> at that they, point. I, yeah, um, it is kind of sad at times because they're just like, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Girl, yeah. It's, so and you sad. can see that. I'll show you some of the photos after the podcast because it's, it's pretty fucking funny. But like the small ones where the, the outfit's a little bit too big, they're just like. <laughs> <laughs> why why do they have to be dressed up because it's cute spencer but i did want to do something on podcast because you just happen to be doing it uh, i think it was either last week or the week before that and this will be my very first time consuming one of these beverages and i wanted you to see my initial reaction i bought this a couple days ago in preparation for this exact moment and i do have a kombucha right here spencer so this is the first time that i will be consuming such product um, oh, I don't really? know if, if this is. I don't know if this is the brand. I didn't know what brand to get. So this is a Cavita Master. I've had that before. Kombucha. Yeah, I think that was the one that I had uh, last week. Really? Okay. Um, but it was pineapple I, peach. This is raspberry lemon. Uh, a lot of the the okay. Flavors... Wait, before you do, before you do it, I mean, okay. you, it's fine that you open it. Um, don't shake it, but kind of like you know, oh, okay. mix it around right. a little bit. You know, kind of just kind of yeah. like like let it you know. Get it all together. It's all probably settled at the bottom at this point, so you might want to. What's settled? The tea or the 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 apple cider um, vinegar? Probiotics in it. I was reading the ingredients and it didn't say anything about vinegar. It does have. It's it's an acquired taste. Like it's really weird. Oh boy, it's a little bubbly. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, there's definitely hints of like yeah, like vinegar (laughs) in some of them, and it's like, what am I drinking? But then there's like a little like aftertaste that's that's worth it. Is it kind of like when you're getting used to the taste of alcohol, you're like, I don't, this tastes bad, but like, I like it. Uh, it's like, yeah, I mean, like with coffee, alcohol, I mean, whatever it is, that's kind of like you, it's an acquired taste. It takes kind of like a minute to appreciate okay. it. <coughs> wow, I like burn my throat. That's pretty good. It's, it's, it's a very slight vinegary taste, but I, I'm a pretty big fan. Anyways. That was good. It's probably not the reaction. We probably expected a better reaction. I was like, yeah, it's, not, it's all right. <laughs> I mean, uh, Spencer. You're going to like it. Welcome back to Mainstream Boys. Uh, this is a pretty special episode that we've uh, we've been talking about here and there throughout all the other podcasts on the channel. But uh, this week we are finally talking about Zack Snyder's The Justice League. And I know for a fact that you've been catching up on all the past DC movies to kind of get in the mood. Is that is that in fact true? Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen these since they kind of came out 
in theaters. I mean, I saw Man of Steel a couple of times in 2013. I remember we both went and saw that in theaters. I don't remember who did a review back then. I don't know, but I remember really liking it. And then as I kind of rewatched it, I I didn't like it as much. But yeah, rewatching that last week, it still holds up. I enjoy it. And yeah, same with Wonder Woman. I actually hadn't seen that since theaters. And rewatching that, I still had a great time with it and kind of forgot some of the things that I really enjoyed. Like, it's a really fun World War One movie. I actually yeah. really love that aspect to it. And then, yeah, Batman v Superman, like, even with the ultimate cut, it's just still a disappointment. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's ambitious, they, it, it, but it still feels very bloated and just they were trying to do maybe a little bit too much. It's been fun to revisit the movies because I didn't remember liking them as much as I did. Or I had a good time kind of revisiting them again. Yeah, I think uh, DC has really given it a good old college try, I think, when it comes to these movies, especially compared to Marvel. Suicide Squad is the one that I'm like, I've watched it like three times, and I still just, it's not, it's a bad movie. Like, it's not good. It has, I don't yeah. like how they how they told the story. Some of the characters are cool, but overall, it's just, it's kind of shit. It's another one of those movies, though, where it's like, I wonder how much of the same kind of shit happened with this whole Justice League stuff. Like, Probably. how much of like what they were trying to go for and what they actually shot for the movie mixed with how, how it was edited together by Warner Brothers and released. Like, I wonder, I mean, there's been a whole, remember, the same thing kind of has happened with David Ayer, like, released the Ayer cut of Suicide Squad. And even David Ayer himself on Twitter, like, kind of, like, puts, like, a fuel in the fire. And it's like, yeah, yeah, there's definitely a cut that exists that's more true to my vision that... Did not get released. It'd be interesting to see if like the same kind of treatment happens with that based on the reaction of the Snyder Cut, which seems pretty positive so far. I don't see that getting the same type of attention as like the Zack Snyder Cut, but I mean, I'll watch it. Oh, of course, because what came out essentially felt like a two-hour music video. Like it just yeah, it was yeah, a collection of scenes with music, and I mean, there's some fun moments, but yeah, like, cohesively, just it's just kind of like. All right. <laughs> yeah, and it was. Well, you're right. It's, it's a it's a collection of of cool scenes cut together with no real story elements at all. So it was uh, vastly disappointing. All three times that I actually took the time to watch it, hoping that it would be better. Kind of like the Bling Ring. That's another movie I've tried to watch met multiple times. Like this is going to be good. This is supposed to be good, and it's still bad. So, anyways, guys, welcome back to another brand new episode of Mainstream Boys, the show where Spencer and I get together on a weekly basis. We grab a big bucket of popcorn. Maybe a two liter of cherry coke, and I'm gonna say a bag of high chews, Spencer, because I feel like that's a nice throwback. One of those candies that you can't really put down, if you know what I mean. Our good friend Nate seemed to have a certain affection with that type of candy. He's the one that introduced me to uh, high chews. I had never had them before before college, and then I met Nate, and he was like always eating eating them. And I'm like, yeah, oh, it's like a these. Japanese Starburst type deal. Um, with it's more yep. of a tame flavor. It's not so like in your face. Like, hey, oh my god, I'm a, I'm a and kind of like lappy taffy, a little bit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're just it's just one of those candies that you just you're like, I need more, I need more. And it's fun because you can unwrap every individual piece. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, we do that. We sit down on the couch, take our pants off, and watch Bella Thorne movies on a weekly basis. This week, Spencer, we are watching watching the Justice League. Speaking of the Justice League, there are a lot of Justice League characters that are not featured in this movie. Um, is there any specific character that is not one of the mainstream six that you could uh, see yourself enjoying having that ability, Spencer? Oh, uh, 100%. I mean, the easy answer is Superman, but if I'm going to go more specific... You can't use I'll, one of the I'm main six, as my was is going to be on the say. Oh, wait, so I can't... I want you to pick wait. a more obscure Justice League character that is not featured in the film. 
Um, Superman, like you can't I would pick go Superman. with That's too easy. Shazam. Okay, Shazam is a pretty yeah. good answer because I can be myself, and then all of a sudden I say a word or say a name, bam, I'm someone else, and then I can just. You and you're know, all of a sudden like you're a little ducky. I'm a little ducky. Hey. Oh my god, yeah, yellow costume. Yeah, totally I could totally see you walking around that going to like fucking like Kroger. Yeah, I think for me, hmm, Shazam's a good answer. I'd probably go Green Arrow, dude. I'd rather want to be a little bit more elusive, I see that. a little bit more stealth, which I'm not a very stealthy person, but I would like to think I could be if I was Green Arrow and just kind of snipe people in the face from a distance. I think that'd be a good old time. So I'm going to go Green Arrow. I need warriors. I'm building an alliance to defend ourselves. How do you know your team's strong enough? If you can't bring down the charging bull, then don't wave the red cape at it. You were sent here for a reason. Talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League, I... It's finally out. We finally got a chance to watch it. It's rated R, four hours and two minutes long. Holy mother-loving shit. Um, compared to the original film, which was a flat, two hours flat, um, just so. A mandated two hours from the producers or executives at Warner Brothers. Fucking astonishing. I mean, just, I mean, I get it. It makes sense. You want to make money. But if your movie sucks, then you're probably not going to make that much money. But this one is out on HBO Max, has an 8.4 on IMDb, a 74 critical rating and 96 audience. Damn. Compared to a, I didn't even know what the score was on any of these yeah. platforms. That's actually very high. <laughs> That's extremely wow, high. On IMDb. Then again, I'm sure it's a lot of fans just being very happy. Give it another week um, or so. Who knows? It 10 10. Maybe it'll change. But 8.4. So that must be in the top 250 of IMDb already. You think so? Is it? It's, I. I mean, check check on IMDb. Is it? Does it have a number? Number one nineteen. Holy shit. Dude, wow. that okay. is so. It is on the board. Yeah, I'm sure it's gonna drop, but yeah. we'll see. I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's cool. pretty freaking high. That's putting it above movies like Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade, L.A. Confidential, Green Book, Die Hard. Yeah, I don't know if I can agree with Green Books in the top 250. Yeah. Wow, people you just want to throw up in your mouth right there. Okay, that's it. Okay. Sorry, no offense, but Green Book's boring. Anyways. Yeah, the original film had a 40% and a 71 audience rating, so really just not a film that was well-received by anybody other than diehard fans, I think, that are just, like, so happy to see these characters on screen to begin with. In terms of the synopsis, uh, determined to ensure Superman's ultimate sacrifice was not in vain, Bruce Wayne aligns forces with Diana Prince with plans to recruit a team of metahumans to protect the world from an approaching threat of catastrophic proportions. All right, and this film is directed by the one and only Zack Snyder. His name is in the title, which is, uh, that's got to be one of the very first times that a film actually has a director's name in the actual title. Lee Daniels, the butler. Is that the director's name, is Lee Daniels? Yeah. Why the fuck is his name? Why didn't they just, uh, okay. I saw that in theaters with my mom. Really good movie, by the way. I never saw it's it. A good, no, it's, it's pretty darn good, not going to lie. Uh, Zack Snyder, we all know Zack Snyder, dude. I remember watching so many of these movies with you, like In Your Basement, 300, Watchmen, Sucker Punch, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Justice League. All pretty solid uh, style over substance films. 
<laughs> if I he's got a very distinct style. I mean, coming out with I forget what was his first movie. Was it Dawn of the Dead? That was in like two thousand four. I think it was Dawn of the Dead. Something. Yeah, yeah it was his directorial debut. I mean, he he was a music. I'm um, sorry, he was a music video director before he became a uh, feature filmmaker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultra slow motion, uh, these crazy battle sequences, deep mythology, and all of these movies that. I mean, whether you're on board or not, he doesn't care. He's going to bring you along with the ride. And um, he's done that with all of his films. Yeah, like Watchmen. Um, also a very long movie is Watchmen. And all, that's another thing. All of his movies are, you know, get, get comfortable because they're going to be long. This is definitely his longest, four hours and two minutes. But um, He is like the Richard Linklater of like long sort of action yeah. drama movies. But, I mean, <laughs> this is his Lord of the Rings. I mean, honestly, this is his like yeah. – biggest movie possible and he just got to go all out and I'm, I'm very happy he got to see his vision come to life and uh, get to do what he wanted to do and what he originally shot because and we're going to be talking about it but it's significantly better it, i mean it's night and day it's it's not the same fucking movie, movie whatsoever so yeah. i wish i could completely erase the old one the 2017 cut from my mind because this is an entirely different movie. But first off, obviously, I'll just name off the first six people. It's Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, Ezra Miller, Ray Fisher, and Jason Momoa. This has a huge all-star cast from those six people to the main, to just the other side characters. I mean, J.K. Simmons has a role in here. Jesse Eisenberg. Yep. Jeremy and, Irons. Heard, uh, Amy Adams. Yeah. <laughs> Diane exactly. Lane. Amber Heard. I mean, freaking everybody's in this movie, so... Um, it's always good to see a little Willem Dafoe, even if he's underwater, you know? I was so happy when I saw <laughs> Willem Dafoe and his long hair just, like, out of nowhere just pops up on the beach. I'm like, yes! I know, it's great. <laughs> so, yeah. I forget, dude. He makes every movie better. Is Aquaman, did that come out before Justice League? Aquaman came out in 2018, I believe. Winter of 2018. So, it did come out after Justice League. Just, the original Justice League was November 2017. See, that's the problem. Um, is That's why Aquaman and the original film made no fucking sense. And they had no... I did not rewatch Aquaman on this whole DC rewatch that I did. Um, just didn't have time yeah. for it. I would have, um, but I didn't remember really liking it that much. I remember... I didn't like you know, it that much either. kind of being enjoyed by a couple of scenes. But I just remember being so bored by... I think it was like a two-hour and 20-minute runtime or something like that. It was so long. I was like, oh, let's get to the point. But it's cool visually. It's fun. But yeah, I mean... I wasn't too big on it, but I love James Wan. The visuals and the whole, it's just the Ocean Guardian thing and Patrick Wilson. I yeah. just, I hated it. But Jason Momoa is fucking awesome in the movie. Like, he's great, obviously. I think going into this movie, um, I was just, I was very curious and something I mentioned before, but I just, I really wanted to see what Snyder's original vision was with this film because he must have been fucking pissed when the studios just absolutely ruined this movie. Just taking out the main villain and taking out all the backstories that were necessary. Well, so I read that he's never seen the cut that got released. I Apparently, I read an article that Nolan and Deborah Snyder, his wife, saw a cut of the movie before it was about to come out. And then immediately went to Zack Snyder and was like, never see this movie. You wow. would be devastated. Okay. And so he's like, okay, never saw it. Because he already had his movie on the laptop, on a hard drive or something when he uh, left Warner Brothers. Um, and so he, he always had this cut. 
but it just wasn't it was an unfinished cut didn't have visual effects and any of that kind of stuff so it's had 70 million dollars of post-production and it looked like a, like a day or two of reshoots uh to finish the film and that's the version that we got to see on hbo max that's released and it's presented in the four by three aspect ratio as another well. thing we should mention Be yeah the full frame as well because <laughs> we saw it with an imax so if it ever does get an imax release you know it's got like the full frame and you know people kind of were complaining a little bit with that but I forgot about it within the first like two minutes. Like I, I loved it to be honest. I thought it was it added a, something kind of fun about it. I thought it made it more comic booky, more gritty, more just kind of like I felt like I was in the universe because just the whole four three aspect just added a whole unexpected dynamic. And with the story actually being good, I did not care whatsoever. About twenty minutes later, I was like, all right, whatever, I'm in. This is this is totally. And fine. all these films shot in IMAX like this I mean there's all these all these cuts could exist but I mean why would they release them like this because most people would be like why they have the bars on either side I mean the mainstream audience they want to have it cropped with the widescreen um, that's usually how it is because I actually was curious and I started watching the original Justice League the 2017 one sorry we should call it Justice League I've seen that on Twitter and I think that's hilarious why Justice League Joss, because Joss Whedon the director of Avengers came in and basically reshot 70% oh, of the original Justice okay. League and did his own scenes. Like, he shot the whole Batman rooftop sequence that opened the movie. That's terrible. It's garbage. Uh, he reshot just so much terrible comedy as well. No frame of the of what Joss Whedon shot is in this Zack Snyder film. All scenes in this film is shot by Zack Snyder. Um, and it's greatly enhanced yeah no it definitely shows because the cutout all because i remember a lot of these stupid little one-liners from the trailer where i was like that's really the tone they're going for where it's like oh hey i heard you talk to fish <laughs> so goddamn yeah, stupid there's a, there's a scene when the flash trips and falls on top of uh, gal gadot's and um breasts and stuff and like it's one of those types of jokes and then like he gets up quickly and awkwardly like stumbles away and like it's just like why why that was and the same thing happens in Avengers: Age of Ultron with uh, Mark Ruffalo and Scarlett Johansson when they fall over the bar together. Oh my god! Same joke. That, that's just same director. Like, yeah. Okay, well it's it's stupid. Like yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm so happy that he got to finally release his vision of the film because yeah, yeah, it's it's stuff cool. like that is just so unnecessary because this this entire like the DC universe I think needs to be taken more seriously. The char- a lot of the characters are like literal gods, so. You can't have all that fluff in there. I'm glad they do have a little bit of Ezra Miller. There are a few jokes where I was like, eh, that doesn't really work for me. But I think he still like had a pretty fun dynamic, especially with Aquaman. They had a few little moments together that were like pretty funny. But do you think that in terms of this four-hour cut, do you think that they could have cut anything out of this movie? Or was that four-hour cut warranted? You weren't bored or anything? I mean, this movie could be released at three hours three and a half hours and i probably you know would still thoroughly enjoy it the four hours like, there's definitely moments where i'm like all right this is kind of you know this is getting long because i watched it in one sitting i don't i, don't I didn't you. You i split it, it into in two one. i think i stopped because the movie sp- split into i think six parts or seven parts six parts um yep. and i think i stopped we started watching at like 10 30 at night on one evening because oh, uh, my dad was like oh my god i want to watch it i'm like okay fine we'll watch like half of it right now and i think we stopped Right when J.K. Simmons turns on to light to get to every everyone to go to the roof. The, oh, their first kind of... Yeah, and then the Flash is yeah, there, Gal Gadot's sure. there, Cyborg pops in, and I think that's when I, I stopped it, so... Brooke and I got back uh, from skiing, and it was like 6 o'clock at night, and I'm like, if we start Perfect. it now, it's over yeah. around like 10 p.m., we'll give it a watch, and yeah, I mean, it flew by for me. Like, I've seen 
two-hour films that have felt longer. I mean, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, Who is Afraid of Virginia Woolf, all movies that were two hours long that I felt were way longer than no offense nate but this movie just flew by for me like it honestly did and yeah i mean i'm sure there were scenes that could have been cut out like there were some couple filler scenes that were just like okay like it was it felt like a deleted scene added to the film but for the most part this movie just greatly enhanced the character development like i actually cared so much more for cyborg's character in this like he actually had a fucking story in here a big part of the movie with his father he's a huge part of the film uh, and so that was great to see because he's just like such a hollow character in like what was released in 2017. Like there just wasn't much to him. And same with the father. Like he, the father had so much to do with the story as well. And that was all just cut out. Like in, in fucking the Flash, dude. I know. He, no, I'm with and Aquaman because at the time he had no solo film. So the the whole end sequence, the third act is bananas. But dude, the scene when Flash has to reverse the time because Darkseid yeah. wins. <laughs> I was blown away. Like I literally like sat forward in my seat and I was like, "Are you serious? They're doing this right now? This is fucking yeah, amazing. yeah, yeah. How in the world did Warner Brothers watch this fucking scene? We're like, no, this doesn't make sense. Instead, let's have the fucking what? What's his name? Uh, Steppenwolf. Uh, Steppenwolf have his own pair of demons come down on him because he senses fear. Yeah, I don't that even remember. The so that's that was the that ending. was what happened. That's how they take out Steppenwolf because they turn they make him scared and then the pair of demons sense the fear on him and attack. Oh my god, uh, Steppenwolf. Yeah, I and I really don't remember much about it, but I just know that they Dude. completely cut out the main villain villain of Darkseid, oh. and they also like I know they alluded to like the original battle with the Atlanteans and the Amazons and the humans all working oh, yeah, together. They show it in this one. They showed yeah. it in the original too, just like a little like a uh, little sort oh, of flashes they? of it, flashes. Um, but this one actually does go into like legitimate detail about like the exposition surrounding the history and like the whole mystical elements of the Amazons, the Atlanteans working together, and how Darkseid tried to take down Earth but uh, failed. So. Yeah, I'm, it actually gave the villain some, like, gravitas to it. Although you don't see Darkseid that much, you see enough of him to know. It's kind of like a whole Thanos element where he's kind of elusive, but he has this, like, huge power to destroy hundreds of thousands of planets. So, like, sure, it actually made sense. And finally, they included, like, the big bad of DC in a film. So I thought, like, thank fucking God for that, because Steppenwolf was terrible in the first movie as a, as the main villain. And he was awesome in this cut. Like he seemed oh, he was intimidating. Cool. He was like he had a purpose, as in like he felt like a failure, so he had something to prove. And so, like he had a motive, I guess, even though it was cynical and fucked up. But like, either way, it it actually gave. There was a story here. Did he? Have, <laughs> there was a fleshed out. Did story. he have the outfit before? The whole cool, like, kind of. I don't uh, think so. I think they changed his look a little bit because that looks really um, cool. I remember him looking like really shitty, and the CGI looked bad in the original. But I will say, I I got to go back to the point about Cyborg when the, fleshing out these characters. Thank God for that because I remember not giving a shit about Cyborg, the Flash, or even Aquaman in the original film. They take the first almost two hours of the film to really go into the backstories of Cyborg. The Flash, which I actually knew a little bit about his backstory from watching a little bit of the TV series. But yeah, they finally give these characters a backstory. And thank God, because you actually care about them four hours later. And for me, I personally wanted to see more after they sort of hint to another battle with Darkseid. I'm like, oh shit, do we have enough time to actually watch this happen? Because I don't think there's enough runtime in this four-hour film to even see that. In terms of like Cyborg, who I think without him, there's no way they save the world. Because there were so many 
and Flash, I would say, as well. But there are so many essential conflicts in this movie that would not have been resolved without having either of those two characters. Who do you think was more essential to the plot of this film? Cyborg. He had the mother box, and he had the ability to hack through like any like software and computers and stuff like that and ships. Like he literally was able to, uh, he was the one that was like holding the mother box at the end, like hacked into it and like just needed the electrical charge from the flash. So yeah, they were integral to saving the world. And I love that they were able to have that spotlight here. And something that needs to be mentioned as well is the score. Junkie XLs did the score and it's, it's awesome. I've been actually listening to it a little bit on Spotify and it's, it's so badass. And especially the scene when the flash has reverse time. Yeah. And it's in like, that's a great scene, but yeah, it's 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 awesome. I just love that each character has their own score as well. I mean, the, the the most iconic ones from the other films are like the Batman score, obviously the Wonder Woman score, the Superman score is 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 awesome. So that's that is one of those things that this film really has. I think even over Marvel, because I don't know if their characters have specific scores that are as. I think kind of have some themes I, from what I remember. Well. Not, it's kind not of, like Wonder know. Woman though, because you not know really. this is more distinct. Yeah, yeah I mean, like yeah, when the Wonder Woman theme uh, theme happens, you know exactly who's on screen. And the same with uh, Superman when Superman is walking through that um, his old spaceship and his theme is playing. It's it's awesome, so good. Yeah, and that's another thing. The black suit, it's dope. Is cool. Like I wish they were able to make more of these movies. Like I mean, imagine seeing this cut of Justice League, and with the setups that they did, they fucking went for it. They they set up so much stuff here, like with the whole nightmare sequence at the end, and and yeah, Deathstroke, and, yeah, Jesse and then the whole thing, thing with the Martian Manhunter at the end that comes and visits Ben Affleck. You can tell it's a reshot scene because Ben Affleck lost like thirty pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> just like chilling at his uh, house. But um, they wanted to continue the whole mythology and make. I think the schedule or the plan was to make three Justice League movies. And like this was being like oh, maybe man. one. I really wish, so, dude. And then because that's the thing. Like, come the end, the last thirty minutes of this film, I'm like, this is so cool, but we're never gonna be able to see an extension of this story. Like, I I really appreciate them doing all these setups, but I'm just I'm disappointed. I mean, now. after hearing the reaction, uh, like I didn't know that this had such a huge positive reaction. I I kind of was assuming that it was gonna get some bad reviews, but um. I mean, so far, so good. I, I didn't want to see anything negative going into it. I just wanted to go in with my own fresh mind as an, after having rewatched the previous films. Because rewatching the previous films, I mean, they really do, are setting up this whole mythology. And, and some of it they, they come back to. Some of it they probably kind of could have improved on. But overall, I mean, you could tef- definitely see the blueprint here. And I'm just like I said, it's just I'm so happy that they were able to release this because the movie it's finally coherent and it's everything it's awesome. makes sense really from like every character has the backstory they need. I think the only character that I really do think would have benefited from a solo film would have been Ben Affleck's Batman. I mean, it would have been cool. They set that up as well at the end too, as in like Deathstroke, you need to go kill yeah, Batman. He's and you're right, Wayne. you're right. And then he's like, yep. okay, yeah, it's personal because he took my eye. So, Fuck yeah, and that was the plan. Ben Affleck was going to direct his own Batman movie. Deathstroke was going to be the main villain. But and I'm sure Harley apart. Quinn would have been in there, and probably Joker. They even and did stuff. camera tests for it. I mean, I'm still looking forward to Robert Pattinson's film, but after after watching this, like, I really would have liked to see what Ben Affleck did with that movie and have this universe be extended. 
the alternate reality dream sequence at the end, Spencer, uh, with Jared Leto. It's kind of this is like as if Superman joined Darkseid instead. I got that impression. Yeah, he definitely seemed like he was the villain when he came and landed, and everyone prepped for battle. Um, was that necessary? The scene itself, it was interesting, but while watching the movie, you could definitely tell that it was tacked on. And they had probably just, that was probably the scene that they had filmed, and it was like, I looked it up, and that was the film that they, uh, or the scene that they reshot. Um, That's what I thought. But yeah, I mean, it was cool because I, I guess Zack Snyder, I read this as well, he always wanted to see a Batman and Joker scene. I guess he always wanted to direct that. And we had Jared Leto's Joker kind of using Suicide Squad, and people kind of wanted to see more of that, I guess. And they put him in the film. They got rid of the tattoos. He he did his he did his his weird little laugh and stuff. I mean, but I will agree. I just don't. It didn't. The scene didn't do much for me personally. Um, it was just it was interesting. It was kind of fun to watch, I guess. But yeah, it didn't really do much for me. But because I knew that they were just trying to set it up for what could have happened with Justice League two or three. Yeah. Um, cause it looks like dark side actually wins. It's intriguing. Sure. But I know that nothing's really going to materialize with it. So it just kind of felt tacked on for me. Yeah. And after seeing the entire movie, like three hours and 30 minutes of the film, and then they throw that scene in there. I'm like, wait a minute. Like this just seems so out of left field. Like, yes, this is very cool. Yeah. But at the same time, it was for the it's fans, like, though. I, like I honestly think it was for the fans and it was for Zack Snyder himself. Like he wanted to do it. He had the opportunity to do it. So good for him, I guess. But um, yeah, I mean, that was, I think, one of my nitpicks with it. I also kind of like to see just like the alternate reality, like for some reason, Deathstroke and Mira is working with Batman and the Flash. So I don't know. That was kind of a cool little uh, little add on they did there. I guess let's just go into overall thoughts here. It's clearly we both like the film. So uh, what would kind of be your overall take on Justice Zack Snyder's Zack Snyder's The Justice League? From being kind of mixed to negative with the whole DCEU movies. I relatively enjoyed them, but I never really was a big fan of them. I was honestly shocked. I was kind of blown away by this movie. I didn't expect to be into it as much as I was. I was just shocked by how much I was getting into the characters, how much I cared for the characters, like we said with um, Cyborg, Mm -hmm. and just how much he had. He had actually, he had an arc. He had something to do in the film. And it it was fun because, yeah, I mean... I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I was honestly <laughs> shocked. Uh, and I found myself getting locked in pretty quickly. And I think it's easily my favorite entry of Zack Snyder. Like in all filmography? filmography? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'd say so. I mean, this was just, it was literally his Lord of the Rings. Like he has so much mythology here. He has so much to do with it. And that's the thing. I would love to go and rewatch this. And I'd maybe even watch it in some of the parts. Yeah. I mean, just so much great stuff was lost in the 2017 version that was so necessary to tell the story. And I'm very happy that we finally got to see it. It's on HBO Max. I'm not really this big on superhero movies, but four and a half out of wow. five. I <laughs> That's honestly huge. borderline loved it. It was so much fun. Probably it's easily my favorite from the whole DC universe um, EU, I guess. But yeah, yeah, job well done. I'm I'm pretty pretty far up there as well. I think that just going into the movie, I I had no expectations. I just wanted to see what his original vision was, and clearly he exactly. had a really well fleshed out vision of this film, um, especially knowing like, yeah, Hey, I'm not going to have the solo films that are going to set this up, but I'm going to take the time and 
the scenes necessary to make you care about every member of the Justice League. And I think he absolutely does that. I think everybody's very likable. And you, you do care. You care about the Flash. You care about Cyborg. And even Aquaman, they have these these kind of cool scenes of him and his element. Uh, and even the scene of him, like the, the Icelandic people singing and stuff. I just think that Snyder has a way of creating a scope. That scene was weird. It was weird, but it, it creates... She picks up the sweater and sniffs it. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> All right, maybe that was a little weird. But, I mean, like, to be so fair, funny, like, though. it creates the whole scope and, and everything of this, the whole feel of the Justice League and his vision behind it. And the film just, it ends up being so goddamn entertaining. And I will say it, it totally flew by. Four hours. I did break it into two days, but regardless... I really did feel like I wanted to see more by the time the credits rolled. I wanted to see that whole fight with Darkseid that they were alluding to. It's just a really fun movie, and I and it's definitely one that I will revisit and watch again. So, four out of five. I think it's a four out of five. It's a very, very good movie, and it's just its own thing. You, It's hard to compare this to Marvel. Obviously, it's hard. I mean, everybody's going to do it, but I think it really does stand alone. It's, it's doing its own thing. It's not really trying to completely copy Marvel, which I appreciate, so... That's what the Justice League film tried to do. It tried to make a Marvel exactly. movie out of the DC just movies. Be DC. It didn't work. Just do DC stuff. Yeah, be your own it. thing. God damn. And it was. Yeah. Anyways, that is uh, Zack Snyder's The Justice League. I'm actually really looking forward to seeing the Flash movie, the standalone Flash movie now, because they got Andy Muschietti to direct it, who did it uh, chapter one and two. Oh, shit. But it has Ben Affleck's Batman coming back. Really? And... In a supporting role, kind of in a mentor role, same as like Tony Stark and Spider-Man Homecoming, Michael Keaton's Batman. In the multiverse. In the multiverse. <sighs> Dude, that's fucking incredible. Okay. All right. And it's going to kind of course correct what's to come with the whole DC universe with the whole Flashpoint uh, storyline. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be very, very fun and entertaining. Anyways, uh, that is going to do it for this week's episode of Mainstream Boys. But next week, we do have another big mainstream box office film coming out on HBO Max, Spencer, don't we? Not really, actually. Uh, I'm going to kind of course correct you. Next week is going to be something a little different on Mainstream Boy. Because obviously we have The Father coming out on VOD, and that's the film that just got nominated for Best Picture. Best Actor with Anthony Hopkins. I am very much looking forward to watching it. I am very curious to check it out. Um, However, we won't be talking about it for Mainstream Boy because we are doing... I'm sorry, correct, boys. (laughs) Because we are all doing a Best of 2020 episode of, you know, all the films that we watched in 2020. We're going to rank them, five each, three honorable mentions, and one stinker, one film that we consider the worst film of 2020. But yeah, Nate's going to appear on that one. We're all going to uh, talk about the best films, in our opinion, of 2020 for next Monday on Mainstream Boys. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to it, Spencer, and having Nate join us, of course. Uh, but yeah, thanks again for joining us. If you did see Justice League, go ahead and leave a comment on the either the podcast on Apple Podcasts or just head over to our post on Instagram and just, you know, leave your thoughts on what you think of me and Spencer or just the movie in general would be nice. And follow us on Instagram at those movie dudes. We'd really appreciate it. Try to get us to a thousand followers. So maybe eventually we can do some live shows. That'd be fun. Right, Spencer? Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, But we do have a few other shows, Spencer. Do you mind, uh, you know, letting the audience know what those might be? Hmm? 
Yeah, so we do have an episode coming out this week, mm. uh, the Those Movie Dudes podcast, the main show, where we talk about three critically acclaimed films that we've never seen before. Uh, the films this week are The River Wild, mm. Tombstone, and Say Anything, all films that we've never seen before. And that means, since we have an episode coming out this Saturday on March 27th, that means a new poll on huh. this weekend, Those Movie Dudes Instagram. So make sure you follow us at Those Movie Dudes and vote in our polls to help decide what we're going to be watching for the following episode. Holy guacamole, Spencer. That's a lot. Um, but we also do have one more show called Those Movie Dudes Presents Collector's Corner, where I believe it is Spencer's pick this week. And on Wednesday, you can hear our thoughts on Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo. So That is correct. Looking forward to that. That'll be a good time. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, I do believe we will see you next Monday for our top films of 2020. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mainstream Boys. New episodes release every Monday, and you can stay up to date with everything those movie dudes by following us on Instagram.